Section twenty eight, chapter two, episode the third of Tartarin of Tarascon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Amy Graymore. Tartarin of Tarascon by Alphonse Daudet. Episode the third, Among the Lions. Chapter two. A little gentleman drops in and drops upon Tartarin. Vaguely through the mud-dimmed glass, Tartarin of Tarascon caught a glimpse of a second-rate but pretty town marketplace, regular in shape, surrounded by colonnades and planted with orange trees, in the midst of which what seemed toy-leaden soldiers were going through the morning exercise in the clear roseate mist. The cafes were shedding their shutters. In one corner there was a vegetable market. It was bewitching, but it did not smack of lions yet. "'To the south, father to the south,' muttered the good old desperado, sinking back in his chair. At this moment the door opened. A puff of fresh air rushed in, bearing upon its wings, in the perfume of the orange blossoms, a little person in a brown frock-coat. Old and dry, wrinkled and formal, his face no bigger than your fist, his neck-cloth of black silk, five fingers wide, a notary's leather case, an umbrella, the very picture of a village solicitor." On perceiving the Tarasconian's warlike equipment, the little gentleman, who was seated over against him, appeared excessively surprised, and set to studying him with burdensome persistency. The horses were taken out, and the fresh ones put in, whereupon the coach started off again. The little weasel still gazed at Tartarin, who in the end took snuff at it. "'Does this astonish you?' he demanded, staring the little gentleman full in the face in his turn. "'Oh, dear, no, it only annoys me,' responded the other, very tranquilly. And the fact is, that with his shelter-tent, revolvers, pair of guns in their cases, and hunting-knife, not to speak of his natural corpulence, Tartarin of Tarascon did take up a lot of room. The little gentleman's reply angered him. "'Do you by any chance fancy that I am going lion-hunting with your umbrella?' queried the great man haughtily. The little man looked at his umbrella, smiled blandly, and still with the same lack of emotion inquired, "'Oh, ho, then you are, monsieur.' Tartarin of Tarascon, lion-killer. In uttering these words, the dauntless son of Tarascon shook the blue tassel of his fez like a mane. Through the vehicle was a spell of stupefaction. The Trappist brother crossed himself. The dubious women uttered little screams of affright, and the Orleansville photographer bent over towards the lion-slayer, already cherishing the unequalled honor of taking his likeness. The little gentleman, though, was not awed. "'Do you mean to say that you have killed many lions, Monsieur Tartarin?' he asked very quietly. The Tarasconian received his charge in the handsomest manner. "'Is it many have I killed, monsieur? I wish you had only as many hairs on your head as I have killed of them.' All the coach laughed on observing three yellow bristles standing up on the little gentleman's skull. In his turn the Orleansville photographer struck in. "'Yours must be a terrible profession, monsieur Tartarin. You must pass some ugly moments sometimes. I have heard that poor monsieur Bombanel.' "'Oh, yes, the panther-killer,' said Tartarin, rather disdainfully. "'Do you happen to be acquainted with him?' inquired the insignificant person. "'Eh, of course, know him. Why, we have been out on the hunt over twenty times together.' The little gentleman smiled. "'So you also hunt panthers, Monsieur Tartarin?' he asked. "'Sometimes, just for pastime,' said the fiery Tarasconian. "'But,' he added, as he tossed his head with a heroic movement that inflamed the hearts of the two sweethearts of the regiment, "'that's not worth lion-hunting.' "'When all's said and done,' ventured the photographer, "'a panther is nothing but a big cat.' "'Right you are,' said Tartarin, "'not sorry to abate the celebrated Bombonnel's glory a little, "'particularly in the presence of ladies.' 
Here the coach stopped, the conductor came to open the door, and addressed the insignificant little gentleman most respectfully, saying, "'We have arrived, monsieur.' The little gentleman got up, stepped out, and said, before the door was closed again, "'Will you allow me to give you a bit of advice, monsieur Tatarin?' "'What is it, monsieur?' "'Faith, you wear the look of a good sort of fellow, so I would rather than not let you have it. "'Get you back quickly to Tarascon, monsieur Tatarin, for you are wasting your time here.' There do remain a few panthers in the colony, but out upon the big cats. They are too small game for you. As for lion hunting, that's all over. There are none left in Algeria. My friend, Chassang, having lately knocked over the last. Upon which the little gentleman saluted, closed the door, and trotted away chuckling, with his document wallet and umbrella. God, asked Tartarin, screwing up his face contemptuously, who under the sun is that poor little mannequin? What? Don't you know him? By that there's Monsieur Bombonel. End of chapter two of episode the third.